Hello, and welcome to Movie Theater Time Machine, the month of May, where the theme is Past Futures. And I will be your host for this month, Kaz. Hey, I'm Nick. I'm Dan. I'm Joss. And today we are covering 1984 uh, from 1984, based on the book from, uh, what is it? From uh, George Orwell. George Orwell. Well, yeah, but was it 1948? 1948, yeah. Okay. 1948, writing about 1984, and I am sad. This movie made me sad. Yeah. How many of you read the book beforehand? I did. I I did too, but... I, I read it like long ago, so yeah. I, I remember like, that it was sad. Yeah, I read it in like high school. Yeah, I, I I read it in high school, and there was a teacher that I had, Mr. Tavares, who is the only guy who I read every single book he assigned mm. because he sold the idea of literature so bloody well, and he looked kind of like Mr. Rogers, so I couldn't really <laughs> say no. Aww. And like every, but every one of my teachers, like in high school, were either like close to retiring or that was the year they were gonna retire. Mm. So mostly they were like, "Look, take it or leave it. Do what you want, but let me show you how cool this is." And especially like he did it. So like I loved 1984 at the time, and I I still like Animal Farm, but this. Like, <laughs> yeah, An- Animal Farm hits a little less hard than this does. Yeah. Hell, read, uh, Lord of the Flies hits a little less hard than this does. I think I read yeah. Animal Farm in, like, sixth grade. Yeah. yeah. I read it in I, high I, school. I actually think we have a copy of it on our bookshelf. Oh, yeah, yeah I read the Animal Farm, too. Yeah. <laughs> our bookshelf times. is full of DVDs. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> we have multiple no, future books. Yeah. Well, it's DVDs well, and D and D books. Yeah. Well, Animal Farm itself is like the warning of how things could happen, and 1984 is it's too late. Way too late, yeah. and also generations, or at least one generation past. Yeah. Yeah. Like when everything happened, so it's like Gah. a warning yeah, this, from the future. Yeah. This is what what you'd call on TV tropes would be a crap sack world. And oh God! Yeah. yeah. There is. Dump. There is. No save in it. No. No. No, not at all. Far too far gone. Even the outer party, they live in dumpy ass hovels. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's all, you're just, it's a wartime situation where, like. Maybe. Didn't they say the wars could be fake? Does it really matter? Yeah, but it's the fact, that's why I said it's like, it's it's generations over because really like it could be fake but it's been going on for so long that nobody really like nobody really knows how to say no it's just a part of daily life and it's so much that everybody's in the war effort like you're living breathing uh eating for the government for the war effort but we have always we've always been at war with eurasia yeah we've always been at war um i could sum it sum it up it's about a two-hour movie but just to sum it up our main character is winston smith he's i believe he's a member of the outer party um and he ends up running into another party member named julia and they go around secretly boning yep and then they get caught and uh deprogrammed or reprogrammed or brainwashed or whatever 
But yeah, that's, the end. that's pretty much the uh, Reader's Digest version. Like, yeah. everybody yeah. fucking betrays them. Yeah, including he's, themselves. Uh, he's part yeah. of the auto party. Yeah. Yeah. I really wanted to see something on, like, on YouTube of one of those shit posts of the audio from, fam- from that Family Guy sketch with that douchebag guy. Like, I was about to bone my girlfriend <laughs> and, like, have the visuals of this movie. Like, she took me to the woods and wanted to bone, and then uh, we saw some people, and then she was like, no way. <laughs> Is this is it the same guy that's talking about how there's uh you know three hectares of of land on his on his farm but he doesn't quite get the whole English thing? Think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. It's been a long time since I've really watched Family Guy. Yeah. But at least that's one of those like oh it's like no way it's like one of the things Kaz and I quote to each other <laughs> quite a bit. Quite a bit. Uh, did, did you want to go into what we actually got yet? Okay. Yeah, I would absolutely love to go into what actually happened in 1984. You? Sure. I, go for it. I was going to sing a song from Bowling for Soup, but it's actually 1985, so it doesn't, doesn't work out. <laughs> you can sing for Yeah. It oh. is, yeah. Actually, yes. There's, there's quite a bit that like I read an article that, that displayed like why 1984 could not happen <laughs> in this situation so it's like it, it's the a book, very optimistic view but year. 1984 in 1984 the Apple Macintosh commercial appeared for the first time hmm. that Apple Macintosh commercial was it one, a shot put or the one that's basically looks like it could be ripped right out of this movie. Yeah, it was basically yeah. it was based pretty much on this. Like well, your, it was your uh, normal yeah. PC is like screen. the Ingsosh. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. It was inspired by George Orwell's 1984, and it created the Super Bowl ads, and it was directed by Ridley Scott. Wow! Um, if you, you buy know, an iMac, you are part of Gold, Goldman's party. Yeah, and <laughs> Goldstein. Goldstein, yeah. sorry. Yeah. It's been a long uh, pr- Yeah, Prince released Purple Rain. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had the uh, we had uh, the Olympics in uh, L.A. at the time, and uh, Soviet Russia did not attend. It was the first time the USSR pulled out. Hmm. Um, we had a HIV was actually discovered and named. Yeah. Um, but we had, okay, like, I just... I could go through a whole bunch of them, but there's actually just a couple of them. You know, Justin, you mentioned Footloose. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just one thing that came up in an article here was that crack cocaine showed up in Los Angeles, which is, to me, is a really funny headline. Okay. Like, it just never showed up at all. I'm ever. Just, I'm just picturing it as a person wearing bell bottoms, just like sh- like <laughs> strutting into L.A. It's like, bitches, I am here. Yeah, what's that? Cocaine, and it's just there's there's some cool stuff that really happened. Is um, the, oh the commercial? It's a sledgehammer. She uh, right. Yeah. yeah. The uh, the there was the first untethered spacewalk that happened. That uh, it scary. was in February 1984, and there's the shuttle, the space shuttle Discovery made its maiden flight and this is 
one of the coolest things, and I, I could go, I'm going to go into one more thing after this, but I briefly just want to tell the world about this because I think it's really good to see it. If you do, if you look up on Wikipedia, the Space Shuttle Discovery first flight, you see the, the, um, the, the, um, the, the crew members, and there's four guys and one woman, and uh, the name of the woman actually escapes me, but they show, like, a crew photo, and everybody's posing, and you see, like, four Jiffy Lube car salesman guys, and you see this one woman with, like, tremendously gorgeous 80s hair. <laughs> that wasn't Sally Ride, was it? No. No, she was... She was after Sally Ride. Uh, okay. Uh, but it was after Sally Ride, but she was actually Sally Ride was not far ahead of her actually. No. Um, I could go into was not, detail about that. Yeah. But. Yeah, it was not far ahead of her, but it's really funny because in this particular mission, the families of the astronauts got to choose a wake-up song for each one of them to wake up during the days of their mission to wake up each day while they're in space. And some of them chose like you know like it was like uh, like uh, like some easy listening songs to wake up to, and this woman's uh, family chose the song "Hair." <laughs> <laughs> and I just like I looked at the picture and I looked at that. I'm like, yeah, that fits. Mm-hmm. That fits perfectly, and it just hits. Re- it hits home really, really well. Uh, just a few more quick things that happened in 1984, um, at least that I'd like to say, is there was um, you know a lot of things here that particularly happened that were good and bad, uh, but Virgin Atlantic was there. Uh, there was a song called Breakfast TV. I'm sorry, uh, uh, there's a show called Breakfast TV that started apparently in England, mm-hmm. and um, just on a personal level with one of these things is that the A-Team was uh, was debuted <laughs> around this time too and there was at KB Toys the A team van was introduced as well where you know where you got that I'm sure uh, you guys have got kids and you know I'm sure you've had uh, some people of children in their lives have had kids who've had that little tiny car you can ride around mm-hmm. uh, power wheels yeah, yeah like a, it's a power wheels thing and I had a knockoff version of this. Yeah. You know, that was still hanging around. Now, like, my grandfather ran a trucking company, and he he had the trucks for KB Toys. And he ran rides for them for the ones that were local in Swansea and Fall River. Yes. Now, for those of you who don't know KB Toys, KB Toys was a toy store. And if you don't know what a toy store is, it's like physically going to Amazon. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And you walk in, you pick toys, but one of the things he had in the contracts with KB Toys was that he, um, if anything was slightly damaged or happened to fall off a truck or couldn't sell, the truckers and his company got first dibs at it. Yeah. So. Fell off a truck. Yeah. The right. kids of that company got fucking spoiled for years. Like, I had everything Ninja Turtle. And there was another thing that came up around that year was there was this little handheld game 
that was given to me in 1990. I'm sorry, I'll, I'll move on, but it was given to me in 1990, but it was from 1984. It was called Starship, mm-hmm. and it was a little knockoff thing they tried to sell. It was called the, the Starship, but it was called the Millennium Bird <laughs> that you had to play with. Better like, than like Millennium Penguin or something. Yeah, Millennium was, Sparrow. It was the Millennium Bird that you played on. And you had to play on the Millennium Bird. And I'm like, okay. And then later on, like 10 years later, I'm like, this is a knockoff Star Wars thing they sold. It's like, what? That's all here. Yeah. Oh. But it was a lot in 1984 that well, happened. I, I can uh, attest to what you just said because my dad was a. Uh, Assistant manager at a KB Toys. <laughs> so. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. She so had um, everything. You had that Barbie dream house that was I three feet taller than you. Everything. So we start off our wholesome day with a big old propaganda movie. Just to give a little background on this world, there are three super states. You can find a handy map on the on Wikipedia of them. You have Oceania, um, which is where we are particularly Airstrip 1, yep. which is uh, Britain. And we they have always been at war, supposedly, with Eurasia. Mm-hmm. And their ally, their eternal allies are East Asia. And the rest of the territory is disputed. Like, I think they're fighting around Africa and India. Mm-hmm. So the propaganda video is basically getting everybody riled up they're all dressed in like the same kind of uniform, ready for work, and um, the, the video's making them scream at Eurasia being the enemy, and then supposedly the big giant traitor um, is Emmanuel Goldstein. That's, and, the, uh, that's the two minutes of hate, right? Just to get everyone yes. like galvanized and focused. Yes. This is where they start doing the absolute, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I kept, ex- I kept expecting them to bring their arms down and just do like the degeneration X. So <laughs> <laughs> like, that would have been but a very different movie. Now the leader of the party, see the, this uh, Oceania is ruled by one party and a doctrine called English Socialism, Ingsoc. Yep. And uh, they ruled by one party and which is supposedly led by Big Brother, but the thing about Big Brother is you only ever see the still photo of him. Yep. And he is plastered everywhere, like, like fucking Dr. Robotnik oh, <laughs> in yeah. old Sonic. <laughs> yeah, Robotnik on every surface, or um, uh, one you posted in our uh, fan Discord. Yes, uh, yes. Specifically Mr. House from um, Fallout New Fallout Vegas. Fallout New Vegas. Which I didn't yeah. really put together the, you know, Big Brother thing for Mr. House. I mean, I knew he was that kind of a character, but it didn't really click with me until relatively recently. I looked it up, and he was mostly based on Howard Hughes. Yep. But it does... Really? He, yeah. Did he He's huh. afraid of germs. And... Oh, M- Mr. House is so terrified of germs, he's, like, basically, like, hermetically sealed himself away. Well, so he's, like, over 100 years old, so... Yeah. Does he have jars? No, uh, I mean, there might be jars <laughs> in the machine that's attached to his junk. Who knows? Yeah, there was a th- I mean, there was a thing on his junk. I remember that. Yeah. And at one point, I killed him. at one point when you actually physically get up to him, you can open up his hermetically sealed thing and just kind of leave him there. 
Like, he has no control over anything. You just walk away and just let him freak out over being exposed to the filthy air now. Oh, jeez. Yep. So it's basically Santa with muscles? What? I mean, kind of. (laughs) But this uh, is a good... This day in the life kind of thing. It's a good setup, but giving you some of the world building going on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Setting up the... Okay, Big Brother is the... The supposedly good guy, you know what I mean. He's the the one, the dear leader. Yeah. And Goldstein is the enemy. Mm-hmm. Big brother's mm. watching out for you. Big brother is yeah. your friend. And you notice, um, I like how the the TV screens—they all have this weird roundish frame, mm-hmm. uh, mm. kind of like an electrical socket frame. Yeah. Not not the frame part, but the, the roundish, squarish thing. Yep. Reminded me of, like, really the first kind of TVs that came out. And I, I maybe this is reading too much into it, but then I was thinking, kind of reminds me of eyes without peripheral vision. Huh. I, mean, that, I mean, that's what the vid screens basically are, right? They're, they're just staring yeah. straight ahead. That's actually a really good point. Oh, and Winston can write in his in his journal when he's completely out of its periphery, like it, like or completely in his periphery. I mean, like you can't see him at all. Yeah, he keeps his diary in a a brick in in his hovel. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I did notice that in kind of keeping with the vision of 1984 rather than actual 1984, there's no color TV. It's all just right. sepia, sepia tone, black and white, that sort of thing. Now, yeah, and everything the, is everything's really just drowned out. Like gray and dull. Yeah, and it's kind of like color grading before color grading. It's yeah. like the brown filter on everything. It's like you know how a video game's realistic. Everything's brown. Yeah, I thought it was more kind of gray, but yeah. yeah. I remember. Um, creativity makes you think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We can't have color, or else that might spark creativity. It might make you think. About something right. else might make you, you know, ha- m- might make you a thought criminal. Mm. Yeah. You uh, see Winston at work, and his job is to uh, mangle up old newspapers and change them. So instead of the chocolate rations going down, he just straight up uh, is assigned to write that the chocolate rations are going up. That bastard. Yeah, they they used to be twenty grams. Now they're twenty five, as opposed to thirty down to twenty five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of his friends was or acquaintances was even like, "Oh, did you hear the chocolate rations going up?" Yeah, yeah, like they're so just out of tune. And then we see Winston. He, yeah, he's writing in a secret diary he keeps behind a brick. I guess he's addressing it to future generations. Yeah. And he's kind of squeezed behind that TV, which never turns off, and mm-hmm. is also a two-way t- screen. It's going to be really hard to sleep, right? Mm, if it never yeah. Turns off. Right. Oh, God, yeah. And later on, they say something about the lights automatically go off also, so they don't even have control over their lighting. Yeah. Even later, when he's super surprised, somebody can turn it off. Oh, the t- TV, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, wait, you can, you can shut the world off? Mm-hmm. You have keys? What's wine? Hmm. And so, yeah, ubiquitous, ubiquitous media and the constant media about 
the propaganda does not stop. Like they're walking around and there's the intercoms always going on about production numbers and how everything's great and getting better. And all kinds of bullshit like that. Yep. Keep Airstrip 1 great. Make Airstrip uh, yeah. 1 great again. Yeah, like hmm. that is the part that yeah, that kind of got me and also like it's the constant thing and like the way that this movie was constructed to make you feel mm. and how like it, the the announcements weaved in and out of the conversation mm-hmm. at all points always got me like even where you're just doing that like there's no real time to really settle into the conversation and just listen because it's constantly berating you yep which yep. is which is wild yep. so wild I wonder if you get no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I wonder if you get used to it if you don't have the uh, the um, closed captioning on, because the closed captioning was saying all of that intercom crap. Really? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah. We, we didn't have closed captioning on ours for whatever reason. It just wouldn't come on. But um, yeah, so I was always aware of it. Yeah. Hmm. Can't complain about the fake meat though. At <laughs> breakfast, Winston doesn't like that. The fake meat lets his acquaintance eat that. And they're all talking about, oh, did you see the hangings? And the, there's this other guy. Bread and circuses. Bread and circuses. Going on about how glorious it is uh, cutting out English words and stuff so they can control how you think. Yep, with Newspeak. Yes. Yeah. He, he's working on the new dictionary, which will become a plot point later. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 10th edition. Yeah, that scared me when I was when I first read this book. Like when I was a junior in high school, and I remember we were talking about it with uh, my teacher, Mister Tavares, who like he was talking about how the world changed, and it was his last year as a teacher. And my dad actually had him as his first, uh, the first year he was a teacher. Mm-hmm. And you know he's, how thing, yeah, he's talking about things were so different, and things are are just a little odd, and. You know, and it just got me into this trance of thinking, what do I know? Mm. And I read about how the Japanese government actually does this yep. with words, but they like they change the Japanese language from time to time. Yep. Well, all languages evolve. Yeah, but it, but that's just it. I, I just didn't know. I'm thinking like... <laughs> and Newspeak would be called what we know as a forced meme. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> Fucking government thinks they can dictate it. And it just got, it just got me. I'm like, whoa. Just, I remember thinking for a while, I'm like, what do I know? What changed? And then realizing just slang changed over the years. I honestly, okay. I honestly think that um, anybody who, well, any teenager in the U.S. at least um, should either read this book or watch the mm. movie, so they can really start to th- deep think about s- this stuff, you know? Oh, yeah. Be cool, yeah. commit thought crime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely, I agree with you. Uh, I think we said 1984, um, I think we got the date wrong, it was um, published in 1949. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I just saw that. I also wanted to mention... Uh, I'm going to, like, circle back just a little bit to what we actually got in 1984. I forgot to mention, we got the Transformers. Oh, yeah. Oh. Transformers, Transformers as a brand became a thing in 1984. That's better than Big Brother. Oh, oh yeah, Big definitely. Brother. We got Transformers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Optimus Prime's going to step on his face. 
Yeah. We all we also got Alex Trebek and Jeopardy. Ooh. Yeah, that works for me. And it's just that that's just another weird thing. By the way, the the woman I was talking to on the on the space shuttle was Judith Resnick. Okay. Okay. Yeah, uh, just. Who's putting out there just to be sure? So. Just me or his big brother, everybody's favorite screensaver. Right? Yeah, no shit, it's right? Creepy, never moving photograph that who knows if he's even you know real what I, or not. You know what I got? 1984? Hmm? I got my brother. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Just that hair. Oh, my. That's anti gravity 80s hair. Yeah. I told that, you. Is, that is glorious. Jesus. I told you. I yep. told you. You were wrong. That is absolutely glorious. Mm. <laughs> anyway, sorry. I, ha- I, yes. I had to see. I had to see. We have... Um, we also find out that there's another class of people. Uh, the proles yeah. and the party members, uh, which include the outer party, which Winston's a member of, and then you have the inner party, which is more elite. Uh, the proles are basically people like to say the proles are animals. Uh, mm. They're the ones that get all the porno and stuff. Um, let's see, and then Winston, I guess he, at some point, he says he believes that they are the future. I don't know if it's because they have some kind of degree of freedom from, it's, say, ubiquitous screens. Yes. Um, I think what he means there, too, is that. The proles are basically, um, I don't want to say dumbed down, but uneducated. Mm. And right. uneducated, the lowest class. Yeah. And uneducated people are much easier to control. So. Yeah. They are. I mean, look at how many voted for the, for the orange idiot here. That's yeah, sort no of where sure. I was going, but yeah. yeah. Um, or how many people did not. Mm. Vote at for all, anybody. too. Which is really the bigger problem. But, what, yeah. people not voting for anybody? Yeah. People not voting at all, which so, yeah. was really why we got yeah. the orange idiot. Yeah. Yeah, see, I admit, I didn't... That was I, a technicality. I, see, I admit, I didn't really like Hillary, but you know what? She wasn't Trump. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why yeah, I voted for same her. Same deal. Same so, deal, same deal. Winston recounts going to visit uh, where the proles live, and um, he goes where there's no screens, and he sees a hooker, and there's some pretty impressive lighting there with uh, how she looks uh, older and older the more you focus on her face. Mm. I'm not sure what the point of that was, but I think it shows this tendency towards not wanting to conform with the party. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's, it's could be like, it's also kind of like artistic uh, kind of kind of uh, representation. I lost the decision. It was an artistic decision. I lost the word decision. You're welcome. I need to lay down. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Is this when he starts having his flashbacks to when he was a kid and he ran away? I think so. Like, they kind of come and go throughout the film, yeah? Yeah, they're usually connected to sex. Yeah. Like, his flashbacks will come and go, and it's like him, like, wondering, like, if he's broken because... He's having memories for things that the party is telling him never happened. And right. these, you know, it's, uh, it's, 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 what's up? It's the rush of uh, dopamine and serotonin. Yep. <laughs> that's what causes this. I mean, yeah. Well, I figured that, that's why, I mean, he's 
these flashbacks usually start with him approaching a door labeled 101, and he opens mm -hmm. it up, and there's a nature scene, and then he'll, like, a one of the few things that's actually very colorful, um, and then he'll start flashing back to when he's a kid, and he's running through, like, a desolated uh, cityscape by by the rubble and stuff, and we get little bits of details as it goes, as he has more of these flashbacks. Mm-hmm. I feel like the nature part represents part of it, something in his mind, or maybe freedom or something, but I get kind of confused because or of peace. what 101 is later on. Or peacefulness. Um, yeah. Because when your mind's at ease, you can sort of open yourself up a little bit more, and um, mm -hmm. that, I think that's what started to unlock his memories. And at some point, we start seeing people confessing, conf confessing on the TV, and they're going to be hung as traitors. So I was kind of wondering, why are they confessing on TV if they're just going to get hung anyways? Why not use the opportunity to go, fuck you? Because they're broken. It's, yeah. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Because the, yeah, well, they truly well, believe that this is what they should be doing. Yeah, right. they, they kind of answer that question at the end of the movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but we don't know right then and there, right. like, why they're doing it. And I, I thought the same thing. Yeah, I just broke that down as a note of something that was bugging me. <laughs> yeah. Well, because under Big Brother, there are things that are absolutely worse than death. Mm. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Winston goes to the antique shop. I think it's an antique shop? Sort uh, of. Yeah, like, uh, like oh. I mean, yeah, antique shop. In odds and ends, antique. Yeah. I mean, it's, isn't that where he got his like precious illegal journal in the yeah. first place? Oh right. yeah. And yeah, 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 yeah. He did, yeah. Which makes me wonder. Um, spoilers. How long is this? Has the proprietor planned on betraying his ass? Oh, the entire time. The whole time. Literally, I it's mean, it's just a trap. I believe for... he's there to to literally trap people. Mm -hmm. The ones uh -huh. who are strapped stopping from becoming conforming. They're starting to think for themselves, therefore they're going to nip that in the bud. Yeah, so uh, are you thought police? you got to tell me if you're thought police. It's illegal if you don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I figured maybe that's how O'Brien later on finds out that Winston even had a diary. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I didn't know yeah. if he just searched the apartment and found it in the brick or... He could have, but because the two of them are in, like, cahoots, it wouldn't be surprising. I mean, it wouldn't be surprising at all if uh, the proprietor actually t kept a list of can't people remember that and what they though. got. I cannot remember that dude's name. The proprietor? I, I can't. Yeah, me either. Yeah, Did he gave, have one? Yeah, they gave yeah. him a name, but for the life of me, I cannot remember it. I'm I bad with names, so... I do remember that Winston buys a hundred-year-old coral in a glass ball, which seems symbolic. Mr. Charrington, or Carrington. Carrington, yes. Mr. Carrington. Is it during this trip that he shows him the bed upstairs? Um, I yeah. I, I want to say yes. so, yes. And it, like, reminds yeah. him of, like, his apartment when he was a kid, or, like, where he grew up, mm -hmm. at least. Yeah. Yeah, he's the, um, Carrington supposedly trying to sell the bed or something because his wife died, and he's like, oh, yeah, if you could get rid of the bugs, it's worth it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but then he ends up, I don't know, somehow getting the idea across that he could rent it 
So. But how he says it so casually, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you know, they're, 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 you just get the bed bugs out. You'll be fine. I, this, this has to happen, though, after he meets Julia, because why would he need the bed before well, meeting he shows her? Well, he shows him the, the room first, just could uh, uh, implant it in his head. Because I believe yeah. once he got the journal, I mean, it's not really specified, but um, I believe once he got the journal, they were watching him, and they were watching who he watched. So mm-hmm. if they see him looking at her, or they see her looking at him, they're going to focus on them. And this kind of gives them, I mean, it's it's kind of shitty, but uh, the they're waiting for him to fail, and they're giving him the options to do so. Mm. Right. Uh, yeah, we don't know yet that there's a camera in that room. Right. Uh, like, well, TV, two-way screen. Yeah, and, and we don't find out about it until they're in, they've been doing their thing for, like, months. So mm. Big Brother's been, yeah. like, real voyeuristic watching all the full frontal in this movie. Yeah. And gonna go use their nudes to give to the proles. Yep. Yeah. Probably. And no, he says that. Consid- O'Brien says Bill oh, will yeah, be recycled. Right. That's right. And considering all the full frontal in this movie, I'm actually kind of sad Bob's not here to see it. I know. <laughs> He'd be all about it. Oh, Bob, if you're listening, I literally it's nudity. Did it's think got of you. literature and symbolism, yeah. all that crap you like. It's yeah. <laughs> symbolism all over the place. Yes. It's yeah. It's everything that yeah. <laughs> and even John Hurt. I mean, come on, yeah. man. He's a doctor. And John Hurt. You have the war doctor in this yep. thing, too. Which I couldn't unsee that. Right? Mm. I know. We get a lot of world building from the TV's random, seemingly random messages. Like, mm. there's an anti-sex league. Um, that's, <laughs> that's why everyone's they, so... That's why everyone's so riled up every morning for the two minutes of hate. Well, yeah. Probably. That's, that's part of it. Yep. Boners yeah. for everybody. World pe- Boners for world peace, yeah. damn it. Okay, we will eliminate the orgasm because Big Brother has no idea how to give a woman one. Probably. <laughs> well. Burn. Big but if you take a picture like that that's shown everywhere, you have no idea how to give a woman an orgasm. Point. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Mustache. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You have, no, you have no idea how to please a woman. You just looked at it like, mm, again. Uh, I will fuck you with my eyes. Yeah, so there's, we find out that there's an anti-sex league. Um, I, I don't think they mention it in the. I don't know if they mention it in the movie, but that uh, Julia's part of that. I think from the, in the book at least. Um, he's writing in his diary some more, having more and more um, independent thinking going on. Um, we get a little more flashback where he finds the dead lady eaten by rats, so... Yeah, yep. and that's that's where his phobia comes from. I don't know who that is, but yeah, that, it establishes I thought it was that. His, I thought it was his mom, or wasn't it supposed to be? Like, he has a flashback about his mom at some point. Yeah, but yeah. that comes afterwards, so right. okay. I wasn't right. sure. I'm, yeah, I'm, just, I'm, you know, getting ahead of myself. No, that's okay, it's related. Oh, then we get the worst meat cute ever. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh, and Winston runs and well, doesn't run into Julia, but Julia trips and falls, and I guess she had her arm broken or something well, in a sling. And a couple of days, uh, a few days before that, uh, when he was leaving the antique shop, 
he spotted her out in this neighborhood where, you know, oh, good party members. Signs. Yeah, where good party members aren't really supposed to be. So he's starting to freak out that she's following him and doesn't really, it, like, he believes that she's getting ready to rat on him or she's, like, building some kind of, you know, building dirt on him or something. So he's getting more and more freaked out about this. And he sees her again. And he doesn't know what to do, and she, you know, trips and falls. And, uh, so I interrupted. You can keep going. Oh, uh, I didn't even... Uh, I'm not sure I even noticed that she was one of the people putting up signs in the, uh, outside the shop. Well, yeah, she was, um... I was just more disturbed by why... Do, are they putting glue on the front side of the posters? Yes, because reasons. Big Brother said to do it. Yeah. Why, why do people do that? Is because it, does it soak through the paper? It's more difficult to pull down. I actually think it's more because the news is going to change so fast, so they have to have something really easy to stick oh. the next pig up. Maybe it I keeps mean, the ink from running. Yeah, That's it's it. like a sealant. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Yeah, make, okay, makes sense. Yeah. But during this um, meeting where he helps her get up, uh, she passes him a secret note that says, I love, I love you. you. That was fast. Yep. I love you. Let's get married. <laughs> hey, Didn't you said I love used you used on our have first a war date. In it? Yeah, I know we did. Yeah. yeah, you did. Yeah. I said, thanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, then they, they have their first. I wouldn't consider it a date exactly, but they they meet up at, outside the execution. They're Ooh, sexy! And I notice how even they're there. All the people are there at the execution, but they're also broadcasting the execution on the big TVs everywhere. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a baseball game, I guess. Yep. I mean, there's yeah. gotta, there's got to be people who aren't there. There's got to be people manning the whatever lines somewhere. Now, maybe there's a whole bunch of guys in some uh, in some weird clockwork machine doing dances to Queen music <laughs> to keep a, keep a big machine running. I don't understand that reference. Uh, Metropolis. Metropolis. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. See, I think I think it's because Joss and I watched the version with the Queen soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. they do broadcast the executions but it's like yeah. right outside the execution is big tvs showing the execution that's like right behind you or right in front of you yeah. well, so for the people in the back who couldn't get up into the front row ah for all the shorties out there yeah couldn't get into the splash zone i actually think it's more to um to train people because these people are so like encumbered by these tvs everywhere that yeah. you need to keep that going because the that way, media. they're always going to look at the TV. It's a um, trained response at this point. And then I think uh, she passes him another note about meeting somewhere, and he ends up on the train. And I remember the creepy propaganda scouts. Uh, they mm-hmm. don't really talk about them much, but you in in the uh, movie, but they're in the book, and they. They like to snitch on people and stuff like that. Well, I mean, oh, yeah. They're I mean, little every, Everybody's built like that. Like, even the little kids. Like, at one point, you see, like, just a little, little kid dressed like a scout. Like, these people have been no, brought up from... Criminal. Yeah, they've been brought up from birth to 
like turn in anybody for a treasonous thought and it's like they and the parents too yeah and they legitimately think that they're doing the right thing they think that they're helping that's that's the real like that's the real kick in the head about this whole thing these people they're not bad they think they're helping it's the whole the whole thing is just everything has betrayed them you also gotta remember too these kids are going to be like the first generation that was completely born into this. Mm-hmm. Because it hasn't been that long. I think it was more or less the second generation at least. Because well, at the very beginning you have like they're all doing the X and they're all chanting big. But you have these older people who are hunched over in the front staring at them. And mm-hmm. I think they're the ones that possibly remember the time before that. Winston remembers there being wars. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Winston he remembers it. He remembers it as a kid. The old timers in the front, yeah. the ones that are kind of hunched over and like, ugh, about everything. Yeah. We're the ones who yeah. were probably fighting in the war. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, true. They were adults okay. when yeah. that was going on. Yeah. And Winston was a kid, so it was easier for him to adjust to life under Big Brother. Because yeah. he didn't have his entire childhood and early adulthood in the old world the way it was. Like, put it to you this way. We grew up in a time before 9-11. Mm-hmm. So we remember, at least I do anyway, um, mm. what airports used to be like. Where you could meet your yes. family the minute they got off the yes. plane. Yeah, it's just, it's, it, it was just, it was the Wild West. I don't and really then, remember that. Oh, I do. Very much. But it's not like well, I do remember it very well. Before then. Yeah. But the kids post 9-11 grew up in a world where that would never fly. Mm-mm. Right. It's sort of like that. In a- no pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> we remember yeah, time yeah, before yeah. TSA. And, like, kids today, you know, get off of my lawn, like, have no clue what that could have been like. So if they watch... An older movie where someone's running through the airport to try to catch their love before they get on the plane. They're like, how'd they get through security? Why does he still have his right. shoes? I mean, think about it right. this way, too. Kids nowadays never grew up without a computer or a tablet yep. or a smartphone. I remember before that stuff. So do I. Yeah, I remember going out yeah. in the backyard. Trail, bitches. <laughs> yeah, I remember going out in the backyard, digging a hole with a stick and poking rocks with that same <laughs> stick. That was I your internet. rocks. Right. I broke a rock and I found a red ring inside. It was weird. Hmm. Neat. Yeah. That was at a bus stop one day, wasn't that it? That was at, uh, uh, in my backyard. Oh, all right. Yeah. That rock was bleeding. Wait a minute. Please tell me that you did not lick it. That's how you tell whether it's a rock or whether it's bone. Uh, yeah, it's if definitely it's bone, a rock. If it's bone, your tongue will stick to it. Is that... Are you that's, just making shit up? Nope. No, that's true. That's legit. No, that's true. That's a, like a, a legit what thing if it's that a fossil. It's a legit like thing a that our, the rock. a fossil. Well, a fossil is a rock made from bone, so there still will yeah, be a yeah. bit of sticky to it. That's literally something that archaeologists use, and it is not shit. any. It's not any less weird to think about it being a real thing. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Yeah, we actually had a conversation about rock licking earlier today. Yes, we did. That's why I brought it up. <laughs> So now, um, I just wanted to say that there were, that's a nice world building you get in these vignettes. Like, you just oh, have yeah. the, all the kids 
singing their creepy propaganda song, and they don't even have to be explained. It's just indoctrination in action. Pretty much, yeah. yeah and they're, like, being taught how to unperson, like, other people. Like, unpersoning mm-hmm. is, a, is a thing. It's something that uh, Winston has to do. Like, mm-hmm. if somebody turns out to be, like, a traitor to the cause, whether they actually were a traitor or not, they have to be, like, they have to be, like, unpersoned, so they technically never existed. But he as rewrites a, those news stories. Yes. Uh, kind of how the beginning of We Happy Few goes, if you've ever played that game on Steam. Um, no. Yeah, I mean, I didn't play it, but I saw a video of it. We Happy Few is very 1984, but it's a little more, like, 60s, 60s? psychedelic weirdness added into it, and a lot more mm. drugs. A lot more drugs. Um, what was I saying? Yeah, that it's the unpersoning of just humanity in general, because these people mm. are basically indoctrinated to believe that people don't matter. People are just numbers. Mm-hmm. Like if if uh, if during this great war with Eurasia, if an apartment building is bombed or something, it doesn't matter. That's just you know numbers. It's it's just lost productivity. They're not actually people. It's collateral damage for the greater good. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I think it's in sex that they try to find their humanity. Um, at least Winston and Julia, because. They meet out on a nature hike, and mm-hmm. finally we got color. Right. Nice blue sky, green trees. I don't know how they managed to get away from any other, whatever their hiking group might have yeah. been. Yeah, but. I would assume there'd be some kind of big wall around Airstrip 1. Like, how would they mm. even get out to the country without having to go through, like, 19 checkpoints? Jeez, are they that well-trained? Like, dogs that don't need leashes? Maybe. Yeah. Perhaps. Some of them are. You only get the three thinkers that are running away. Mm. And uh, then again, where else would they go? Would they go live in a cave somewhere? And yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, Winston's build uh, campfires. Winston's room isn't much better than a cave when you get down to it. So no, but at least he gets food. Yeah, crap food, but you know, what else is he going to do out there in nature? Live off the land? He's going to eat berries. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> Grass. Um, but, yeah, they have a little sexy talk with the... Winston wants to be corrupted, and she likes to fuck other party members all the time. Yes. Corrupt them. And they bone. Yep. And I think that is our cue to tell you about our new sponsor. Okay. Adam and Eve says the best part of staying at home is playing at home. Take advantage of the downtime and choose almost any one item at 50% off. When you do, you'll get 10 free, 10 free boredom-busting gifts, including six spicy movies, three-piece bonus kit, and best of all, free shipping delivered discreetly to your door. Just remember to use offer code when you check out MTTM. That's MTTM at checkout. Four letters. A and E. <laughs> has thousands of products to make you glad you're staying at home. Sex toys make being at home so enjoyable. Hell, even shopping at home is more enjoyable when you're shopping for sex toys. And you don't have to wear pants. Mm. Yeah, pants are restrictive. AdamandEve.com and use that offer code MTTM. 
and really guess it helps out the show really a lot so indeed thank you to adam and eve for taking a chance on us and we've always promoted much positivity and they could not have been mm-hmm. kinder uh helping us build the partnership we Absolutely. really really appreciate it also if um once things start opening up again um they have a local store yep so over can... in uh seekonk right mm-hmm. yep. yes they do yep. i'm just i'm just blown away and like like we have an offer code that's awesome <laughs> yep. awesome yeah right <laughs> Remember that four-letter non-word. M-T-T-M. Okay, so this sex has triggered another flashback, more running as a kid, and I wrote down, what is this building to? I don't know if we should just talk about that or wait until we finally see what he writes about the flashback later. Well, we've kind of covered the fact that he has been having these these flashbacks. Yeah, it's it's a it's a continuing like, I don't think late motif is the right uh, phrasing for it, but it it kind of keeps going. It's a it's a it's a trend. Yeah, but um, it's later on that we see the beginning of the memory, which is him stealing his sister's chocolate and running away, and then when yeah. he comes back, uh, he never saw them again. They were just gone. Right. It's just his it's mom a, and his sister. Yeah, it's all a buildup. I spaced that one. Um, so we have another boring day, an airstrip one, more bro- broadcast about how great the health is. And Everybody's I, so healthy. <coughs> they never cured smallpox. Nope. Why well, would they? I'm healthy, sir. It's just the black lung. It's just all good. It's still good. <laughs> well, uh, isn't this... Some... Oh. No, I was going to say, wasn't, isn't this, um, this time basically directly after, well, what would have been directly after World War One? But it's like as if World War One never ended, or at yeah. least as far as Big Brother is concerned, it never stopped. Well, it was written after World War Two. Yes, but it's um, it's basically a what happens if World War Two didn't happen, and what would happen if World oh. War One was it? Oh. Some historians believe World War One actually never really ended, even though the fighting ended, like. Because the ending of World War One was so haphazardly done, World War Two was caused from it. Right. So it just it just kind of was one continuous thought of war, constantly. So that's just a thought. Um, I think one of the next meeting places is uh, Julia and Winston are at some kind of speech where some asshole who really hates orgasms is going on about how they're gonna fixed orgasms so there aren't any more and I guess tear apart families so there aren't any more families either and everything's going to be artificial semination. I just really wanted to see like some 50s dad talking at the at the podium at that point and just like we're going to get rid of orgasms <laughs> like, see, like, see, yeah. I was just picturing it as the RNC yeah yeah <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out how you can procreate without an orgasm, because at least one side has to have one. For artificial insemination? Mm, well, you, you got to get... milked. Yeah, but... Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. what oh. causes an orgasm. Oh. Yeah, maybe that's the technology yeah. they're working on. Well, maybe. I don't know what to say that isn't gross. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a funny joke, but I can't. I mean, the uh. whole... The whole, the whole concept is just gross of like break like just 
narrowing down and just eliminating anything that makes humans human. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, right. it's the unpersoning of everyone. Ugh. Yeah. This movie makes me sad. <laughs> Which is one of the many reasons why I cannot watch Handmaid's Tale anymore. Oof. I, just the concept of Handmaid's Tale is just like, I might be able to get through an episode, but mm. I don't think I could watch the whole thing. First two seasons, pretty good. The rest of it, it's just, it just, it gets way too close to home. Or, like I said before, we're Animal Farm and 1984, like, we're living in the Animal Farm world compared to the 1984 Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, and, and the sad part is, I can, the trajectory that we're kind of on at the moment, I don't see us yeah. being that far from... 1980, 1984, or we make the joke all the time, but the Hunger Games is something that I could potentially see happening, you know? Yeah. When the time is right, I'm going to get into the article that I read about why 1984 could not happen. Mm. I think think that's an article I need to hear, because watching it, I'm just like, we are so dangerously close to this. I, I, I am sad now. Yeah. I don't think people would let the government take away their orgasms. Uh, yeah. Or their chocolate. That's the straw that will break the camel's back. Yeah. <laughs> the fucking sh- chocolate. Yeah, they sh- they shriek about guns. They would not not enjoy getting their orgasms taken away. Sorry, West. Oh Westboro God, it'll be guns. Church. Westboro Baptist Church are a bunch of shit heels, and That's they don't deserve. Yeah, they don't They're deserve not going to win. No. No, uh, it's like it's like forty five people in that church anyway. Right. Yeah, but they're, they're so they're, goddamn loud. loud. Yeah, there's not a lot, but I, I just imagine like you know the like the hat like if, if they're like in front of the White House, they're like we're gonna take away orgasms, and then you have like two days later the happiest yet grossest protest. Of all time in front, like oh God, <laughs> like it just or like um, PETA did that in Providence a while back, or like a bunch of vegans were like making out in a park to like show that show that vegans had better sex drives, and yeah, like, they're I think also fragile. People, <laughs> like, they're fragile. They got no protein in their systems. Nah, but you just picture just like everybody's just having sex in front of it. Everybody's having orgasms. Or like, what were we fighting about again? This is the noisiest know, protest we're... ever. This is where Adam and Eve would come in handy. <laughs> <laughs> they make I'm a killing on the fifty-five gallon drums of lube. <laughs> so now we've, we've got. Speaking of, we've got Winston uh, and Julia finally go. Do it in the antique store bed. Ew, in, in bugs. Action, well, I mean, if he clean, if they got the bugs cleaned out, it's probably still better than doing it out in the woods where you know ants can get in places. Oh, a spider. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. Yeah. Goddamn bugs. There's that one spider in the corner of your room that just kind of is like, you know what? You stay up there. You hang out. We'll be fine. Don't you dare come near the bed. A spider I'm likes to watch. <laughs> I'm wondering if um, when he says bugs. It's code for, you know, two-way TV. You know? Huh. I hadn't Holy thought... Holy shit. Okay. Huh. Son of a bitch. Mind blown. Yeah. I hadn't thought about that. Okay. That was the first oh. thing I thought. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a headcanon accepted. 
Whoa. Julia's got a special treat. She's got like real food rations like coffee. Like coffee yeah. and like actual bread and sugar. decent chocolate. And like sugar. Actual sugar. I just kind of um, wanted to see them just like jittering and just be like, oh my god, coffee. <laughs> and I was, I wanted to see, like, she had a tool bag with her, and I'm like, oh, pull out a dildo, pull out a dildo, come on, that'd be funny. No, no. She, bump, she bumps the bag, and the whole thing just goes, starts going, I have a surprise for you, Winston. It's a, it's a butt plug. Big, 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 big. Well, I guess the drive for pleasure from food is another innate human thing that goes along with the sex. Oh yeah, theme. yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you like you, you've uh, the two of you have seen me on after a bad day. If I actually have something to eat, that you know something I like, you've seen me. I'll actually dance in my chair as I've as I have food. I was like, okay, I feel better now. It's, yeah, it's a primal yeah, yeah. thing. As, as a personal trainer, you're always talking about relationships between people and their food. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I'm writing a whole course of that right now. But really, the. Um, yeah, the the food hits the same pleasure center of your brain as sex. I don't think. Hmm. Big, well, I'm sure Big Brother would find a way to get rid of a food gasm, bastard. They did already. Mm. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They're, they're eating the slop and slop and gruel and fake meat and. Salt. Hey, don't rag on the fake meat. Fake meat could be good, kind of. Well, so depends had, on which one. But doesn't excite burgers. me. I've had veggie yeah. burgers that are pretty good in the past. Uh, black bean burgers. I actually yeah. quite like those because they Jimmy have a little. Yeah, they got a little bit of a bite to them. Mm. Somehow I don't think they're eating tofu. Nah. No. No. Probably that would be from Matt. East Asia. <laughs> no. Um. So then, yeah, I noticed. And then Julia's surprise is the food, and then she puts on a dress and makeup. Because if you notice, they're all calling. E- they all have to call each other brother and sister, and they're always wearing like the same exact. It's all uh, yeah, androgynous just, uniforms. It's like a blue so. jumpsuit, and she's actually like taking, uh, like possession. That of might not be the autonomy. right word. So, yeah, she's she's like accepting her autonomy as a woman, and she's like, "Hey, look, mm-hmm. I can doll up. Look at this yeah. kind of thing." And like, and Winston's just like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> makeover, makeover. Uh, this would be like the worst high school crush movie. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, it's a They're sneaking around. There's a makeover. Airstrip, airstrip high. <laughs> oh, my God. They could make... Somebody would make that. Oh, my God. And nobody gets to hang out near the lockers because, you know, everyone's being watched at all times. Uh... <laughs> uh, so after that... Oh, sorry. No, no, no. Sorry. Keep going. Oh, Winston's writing in his... Oh, God. He's always writing in his diary, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He is a Dear journal. <laughs> yeah. Dear journal, today sucked, and I hate my parents. Bleh. <laughs> he was thinking about the truth and how two plus two equals four, and that'll come back later to bite him in the ass. Yeah. Oh, and then there's, like, a big news thing that goes on. The news... The newspapers are... Um, oh, wait, no, that's actually, that's soon after there's, uh, something about the new dictionary, um, the yeah, bed again. The, the oh, edition, Winston like says they his, can't keep doing this. Yeah, it's like one of his, one of his acquaintances is working on the new dictionary, and then that guy, O'Brien, 
who Winston thinks might be part of like a resistance kind of thing, mm. like offers to give him a copy of the new edition, which is supposed to be like a how to rise up against Big Brother kind of kind of manual sort of thing. Right? Well, he doesn't know. Um, mm-hmm. The pages are actually glued together, so it's like the um, supposed Emanuel Goldstein's book is right, 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 glued right, right. into there. But he doesn't. Winston doesn't know that yet. He just thinks um, O'Brien is giving him a copy, the new copy of the dictionary, or maybe he does assume he's part of a resistance. I don't know. He's hopeful that he is. Yeah, because mm-hmm. he's like having that whole. Am I the only one who thinks these things? And he's seeing other people having, like, reactions that he's hoping are the same kind of questioning that he's having. And they might be, they might not be. It turns out he's really kind of unlucky in the whole thing. (laughs) Oh, God. That's an understatement. And, like, everybody's trying to fuck him over. You think this is around the time when uh, he and Julia talk about that when they eventually get caught because they know yes, they, they know what's going to happen there's yeah, there's, yeah. it's a crap sack um, world they're not going to change anything they're going to get caught this is when he I think he tells her um, that he would never betray her mm-hmm. um, yeah that's, that's it's at this point that Winston says that they can't keep doing this and Julia is like we it's going to be a few weeks before we can meet again. Right. And it's then there's the bomb that goes off and nearly hits Winston, and the newsroom goes crazy, and they because they have to change all the newspapers because yeah. they've swapped allies and enemies. Right, right, uh-huh. right. And uh, then he has that flashback about his mom and his sister disappearing, and see, he stole the he stole her sister's chocolate. That's I guess chocolate is. Uh, I don't know. Chocolate's yeah. such a rare commodity that stealing that is like chocolate is the straw that breaks the camel's back. Yeah, it's just bad. Yeah, chocolate broke the world. The orgasms, yeah. not guns. Just give me back my fucking chocolate. Yeah, I don't even like um, chocolate that much. <laughs> I know. We're gonna so, have to electrically shock you. Uh, see, I'm looking over at my share size bag of M and M's that I have not shared with anybody. At all, yeah. It's just like, ooh, my chocolate. It's not even good every chocolate. T- it's M and M's. Every time I see a share size, I'm like, challenge accepted. <laughs> oh my god! My favorite is the family size. That's like, it's like family size. It's like a fourteen dollar bag of M and M's. Just like, I will power through this. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Your blood sugar hates you. Which is why I only have a little at a time. The share size bag lasts me like a week. I know. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, and then after that, it's uh, they. I guess they meet again, and um, Winston is afraid about. Um, let's see, he's afraid not of that they'll confess on each other when they get inevitably caught, but he's afraid of being brainwashed and having his feelings changed so that he doesn't love Juliet anymore. And she insists that the party can't change his heart, but we're gonna see differently later on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then he meets with O'Brien, who I think is a inner party member, and yeah. he uh, has the power to turn off his TV. Oh yeah. my god. <gasps> he says that the resistance is real, but that thought criminals say otherwise, and people like Julia don't believe there really is a resistance, so... Um, she doesn't know how right she is. 
And, and the thing is, deeper into this world, there might actually be a resistance somewhere, but they don't find it. No. Right. Yeah, we don't we don't see any really any farther than like Winston, like specifically Winston and to a certain extent Julia's just immediate bubble. Yeah. We don't right. see any further out than that. There might actually be a resistance somewhere, but it's not like Big Brother's going to tell you about it. And They're it's going right. to keep that right. shit quiet. And it's not really showing up in this narrative. Exactly. Right. And that that was my thought too was that even from one reading the book and I remember like I remember very clearly thinking that everything is so sanitized and scrubbed down that, like, even if there was something, like, even because we're we're only seeing the world with these two people, mm-hmm. like, it might just be what everybody else sees as well because we're looking around going, all right, you know, is there resistance? Is there not there? Like, they probably actively hunt them down so well that we just never know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they they yeah. they are always having people uh, that are supposedly arrested as traitors. Mm. So they got a steady stream of supposed resistance activity going on. Right. But O'Brien says that it's an, the idea of corruption being uh, spread through the generations, and then he gives um, then he gives uh, Winston the new dictionary, and when he gets home, he discovers the pages glued together, and when he peels them apart, then he sees the pages of Goldstein's forbidden book. And the book says that, the, and he starts reading it to Julia when they're in bed again, that the war is not meant to be won, but to drain resources and keep the people down. You know, light reading. Yeah, yeah romantic, like. Yeah. Yeah. I keep feeling like, well, is Goldstein meant to be telling the truth in a way? Like, the truth Big Brother doesn't want people to believe? So then Big Brother, uh, the party, turns people against that truth? Possibly. Because that seems yeah. like the whole... The war is not meant to be won seems like he's just telling the truth. Yeah, I mean, it's... In this scenario, in this world, I mean, there's a different variation of truth no matter what. You know, where that'll bring it up a little more in another scene, but you know, it's and just that's when they get busted. Yeah, yep, they get busted because the, the 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 picture falls off the wall. They realize it's been a vid big screen the whole time. There. Yeah, it's like Big Brother pops in, naughty, naughty. Yeah, I kind of to laugh at this section because every time they're shouting things, the voice on the TV just shouts the same thing back at them. Right. Yeah. It's kind of funny. Almost. Yeah. Sort of. <laughs> yeah. You might as well say goodbye. You might as well say goodbye. They're playing the just... shadow game. Yeah. Stop copying me. Stop copying me. Yeah. It just made me I, think if this was I'm an airstrip. You're a nerd. <laughs> If this was airstrip one high, this would be like oh the really God. like mean girl in the corner just repeating everything. Mm-hmm. Or That's like a big pie. Like your <laughs> eight-year-old brother. Yeah. Oh yeah. Pulling yeah. <laughs> for personal experience. I was so saying, this sounds perhaps. like a lady who knows. Perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Winston gets his ass arrested, and he can't even catch a break in jail because there's a big damn screen telling him to open his eyes when he gets sleepy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, then one of his acquaintances, Parsons, gets arrested because 
his kid ratted him out for thought crime, and he's like, I didn't even know I was committing it. Yeah. And My daughter did. got me. I'm really proud of her. Yeah. It's a good thing they got me. Yeah. I didn't even realize I was a terrible criminal. Oh. And then, yeah. then oh. they're like, oh, you're going to room 101. It's like, oh, no. And people are just freaking the fuck out about going to room 101. And that, like, becomes, like, a trope in and of itself, like that, the the interrogation room, the, the, uh, like, the, the, just the reprogramming room, essentially. Um, yeah, at first I thought it was an electric chair. Well, I mean, you're not wrong. It kind of, it kind of is. There's electrodes, there's all the torture, mm. you know, equipment and whatnot to kind of, uh... Oh, I don't, I don't mean that. I mean the room with the rat. Torture oh, thing. oh, oh, yeah. Oh. yeah. Before yeah. that, he gets sent to the electric room where he's like uh, locked up. And I mean, every section of this is um, and he's tortured systematic for systematic like, torture. Yeah, he's tortured for like what weeks? Yeah, something to that, something like oh, that. Oh yeah, oh yeah, a very, very, very long time. And it's O'Brien that's torturing him because uh, yeah, O'Brien <laughs> yeah. betrayed him. Turns out he's part of the Thought Police as well as the guy who. Mr. Carrington. Carrington. Mr. Carrington. I, I, that, yeah. name, that name is is like oil, and it will not stick to my brain. It just keeps sliding off. But yeah, a good it turns analogy. Out, yeah, turns out they're both uh, they're both thought police, mm-hmm. and this has basically been just like a big kind sting. of sting to catch whoever would be dumb enough to fall into it. And right. not, not even dumb enough. D- dumb's the wrong word. Trusting hopeful enough. enough? Hopeful enough. Yeah. Trusting enough. Because Winston's paranoid of everybody, apparently, yeah. except Carrington. You know? Mm. It's like he trusted the absolute wrong dude. Well, think about it. This guy is the one who is selling like things that he's really not supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So he, right. he must stuff. be on the up and up. Hmm, not really. Yeah, right. Well, he, he sold the old... Uh, um, he sold the uh, diary... Class. Yeah, and yeah. the glass ball with the It's thing. like a it's like a paperweight, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Like decorative paperweight. I was thinking that that was a microphone. Oh. Well, in Subway. Huh. It might be. I didn't think of that. Yeah. That's, that's entirely possible. Yeah, like it was some sort of like microphone device in order to say like, "Hey, this is a like as soon as like the next person comes along and they see it, there would be that same thing again." Like everything's but, insidious in this world, so I mean, yeah. it absolutely could be. Yeah, I just figured it was a symbol of um, history. Yeah, well, it looks like a sea urchin. Un- I mean, we couldn't really get a good, good clear it cor- view of like it. Like a pinkish piece of coral. Yeah, yeah I thought it looked like coral as well. Cool. Yeah. Funny thing. Funny thing about coral is like it's a bunch of animals that band together and make a little, and all the little structures they make turn into a big thing so it kind of sounds like the party yeah Mm. except except in a coral organism they actually you know get along and they don't try to like un get rid of orgasms uncoral Mm -hmm. each other i guess yeah that Ah. that one got away from me a little bit coral doesn't quarrel Uh, that's it get out out. (laughs) (laughs) and i the yeah so o'brien want is Basically, he needs um, Winston to love Big Brother. It's not enough to just obey him. You must love him. You must and love I feel him, like and he's... you must believe that you love him. 
Mm-hmm. And sometimes yeah, that, that's, sometimes two plus two equals five if the party says so. Tells you to. And if yeah. you and if you know a math major, they'll come up with some mathematical bullshit to tell you how two plus two equals five. I was thinking he's holding up four fingers, but I'm like, well, hey, you got a thumb hidden behind there, so technically you're holding up five fingers. So so he could say yeah. it's five fingers yeah. and believe it because there's a thumb there. But uh, yeah. yeah, this scene. This scene got me, and again, this is my whole, like, coming to a iconic scene backwards sort of thing. Like, yeah. how I've seen, like, parodies of certain scenes before I saw the original. Not so much a parody mm. in this one. Uh, Star Trek, uh, Star Trek The Next Generation. Uh, there is an episode, the name of which escapes me at the moment, where Picard has been... Um, has been kidnapped by the Cardassians. That's Cardassian, not Kardashian. These these are space lizard Nazis. <laughs> yeah, these are Nazi space lizards, and they they're like torturing him and basically giving him the Big Brother brainwash because there are four lights behind this guy, and I I think it's mm. it's not Goldukat, or is it? I can't remember. I can't remember the dude's name, but. Uh, Picard's being uh, being tortured into trying to make him believe that there are five lights behind this guy and there are only four. Oh. Yeah. You can cross his eyes. If you cross your eyes, then there's eight. Oh. Yeah. It just uh, makes- cross them just a little bit, like a magic eye poster. <laughs> <laughs> it just makes me sad that none of these people ever really think to lie. Right. They're so programmed... To have to tell the truth. Yeah. That they never think of lying. Doesn't doesn't Winston try, but then he's immediately they see O'Brien sees right through him, kind yeah, of. Yeah, but he's bad at it because yeah. he's had no yeah. practice. Because well, he's a because t- he's a terrible liar. It's like it's like me. If I'm not playing as like a, as like the GM of a game, I can't lie to save my life. You Same know? here. Yeah, it's like it's awful. Same here. Whereas I grew yeah. up in a household. Where you had to lie. Heavily, heavy yes. deception in your household. You had to lie yeah. in order to survive. Um, so I'm really good at it. Yeah. yeah. I, I am a terrible, yeah. terrible liar, unless it's in the context of D&D. That I can yeah. Well, you're, pl- you're playing the act at that point. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm in a similar boat. I mean, I... I can't really lie at that point. Yeah. I've always had some sort of a tell. Yeah. Or something will happen, of course, with my physical ailments as well. My right arm, if I start lying, will start moving around. Oh, no. Um, like, no, I'm telling the truth. They're like, yeah, no. Like, what, your antenna's waving. It's like, I'm telling the truth, and your hand smacks you. It's like, dude, come on, work with me. (laughs) (laughs) Idle hands. Yep. Have you ever ever seen that movie with Devin Sawa, right? Yes. Devin Sawa and Seth Green and the other guy. And the... That guy from yeah. from yeah. lots of other things. Yeah, yeah. The, the offspring plays the plays the prom or something. Yes, yes. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, a, yeah. it's a yeah. stupid movie, Ooh. but it's fun. Jessica yeah. Alba. Yeah, Jessica it's Alba's a, in it. Yeah, it's a fun, stupid '90s movie that can only oh, yeah. exist in the '90s. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I think. I think this whole thing is trying to encourage Stockholm Syndrome for Big Brother and the yeah. party. Oh, yeah, because absolutely. You notice um, O'Brien, like, after torturing 
Winston for a while. Then O'Brien's like kind of holding him as Winston cries. Yeah. Like he's trying to c- calm him down and be this like. This is what got me. Yeah. And he also monologues more than like the, the what was it, Matrix 2 or Matrix yeah. 3? Oh, what, 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 what the, the architect monologue? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, the architect. oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, they, they, in the first two Matrix movies, there were some monologues, but they knew how to like kind of cut it off at a certain point before it got too far. Then they got to the architect. They're just like, nah, fuck it. Let him go. I've never seen right. the third one. It. I don't really like the Matrix movies, so... I love the first one. The second one is alright, but the third one spent way too much time in the real world, and that's not why I'm watching the Matrix. Mm. Oh, it's hard. Ga- it's hot garbage. Yeah. Mm. It, it's hot garbage completely. I, I'm totally with you. But you're right, though. Like, this is what got me, is you realize, like... There was no CGI in this, and how much weight John Hurt had to lose. Right. Oh, yeah. In, in order to do this, I looked it up. He had to lose 35 pounds. Like, uh, he wasn't that big of a guy. I was going to say, he was kind of bony. Yeah. That's a he lot. He had for someone some size. definition, and he had. Um, he had he was very vascular. Like you could see in some shots, like you could see the muscles, the veins were popping out at the surface. Uh, yeah. yeah. And you know, he had he was very, very vascular, like he had that look, like he he had a build like he was constantly worked out like he was every morning and mm. and all that other stuff, so it made sense. But then you see how far it is really he stood up, looked in the mirror and you could see the ribs across the chest. What, uh, wasn't there yeah. um, who was it? I think it was Adrian Brody. Christian did Bell some, did something. Christian it was Bale. Christian Bell. The the the, yeah. the mecha- mechanist. Yeah, what was like the name? Of the, I can't remember the name of the movie. He lost so much weight he was basically a goddamn skeleton. Yeah. Yeah, or six cents. Yeah. See, I thought it was Adrian Brody because he just is a yeah. skeleton. Yeah, one of the one of the Wahlbergs uh, did that for six cents. You know, like you see it, he's that, that brief scene in the very beginning. It's been, been a long at, it's time. Like, it's been a long yeah, time. Yeah, but it's I've just all of a sudden you're like, "Ooh, God, you're like," but yeah, that that got me, and I just I had to close my eyes for a moment, and I think this is a good thing just to say, like, I was talking with a friend of mine who um, does similar stuff I do for personal training, and we were bouncing ideas back and forth this morning off Instagram. Yeah. And when you see stuff that's ultimately depressing, like we were talking about mind tricks. Mm. And, like, or what to do in order to, like, get out of the moment and get through it. Like, if it's not going to hurt you, you know, like, minor things like watching a movie. And, like, we came up with this idea of asking yourself a really bizarre question just to, like, let your mind linger while you're watching it. Hmm. And I, I thought to myself at that moment, if a porn star ordered a pizza, <laughs> does it feel like work? <laughs> Okay, see, I'll have some. I'll have that kind of thing happen to me when I'm at work because with my job, the you know, yeah. those of you tuning in after the fact, I'm a letter carrier, which means ninety five percent of my day I'm by myself, and yeah. like if I get into my own head, it can be upsetting yeah. sometimes. The mm. thought of the day I had what was it yesterday? I think it was, uh, like also known as why I should not be left alone with my thoughts. I wonder how many people are going to come out of this pandemic with a newly acquired medical fetish. 
<laughs> it's just <laughs> the random thought that comes in and distracts you. And that just kind of stuck in my head for like almost an hour. And it's just like, oh, oh, an hour of work has passed. I didn't really notice. Yeah. Okay. It's like yeah, a way to distract yourself. And that's the same thing that carried me out. And I'm thinking to myself deeper about this thing. Like if a porn star ordered pizza, like if the pizza guy did it wrong. If it's a woman, they're like, oh, God, okay, get the pizza, fine. If a guy comes in and the guy delivers the pizza wrong, does he have to, like, does he, does he want to give tips <laughs> or, like, how to do it? Or and then I'm thinking of, or, of uh, drawn together. I didn't order the sausage. I didn't order this pizza <laughs> with sausage. <laughs> now, I also was a pizza delivery guy for many yeah. years for several different companies. That shit doesn't happen anywhere near as often as you might think, and it never happened to me. <laughs> never. I don't think no so. No one answers the door naked? Uh, I mean, they do, but it's not a porn star. Usually it's some dude who just kind of wandered <laughs> off the couch. He's just like, ah, oh, God, okay, dude, could you... Pants. Just, what just, the... just, oh. <laughs> and they're At usually least drunk. pants. And they're usually yeah. drunk. Yeah. I had one lady open the door in, like, a bra, and that's pretty much it. And I was like, uh... Uh, okay, and she was so drunk, like beyond <laughs> drunk, and she was very, you know, she, she was very polite, but she was slurring, and I was like doing everything I could to look at the ceiling while giving her change and everything. <laughs> and when I got back to the station, <laughs> I got back to the store later. She called. She's like, "I think I scared your driver. I'm sorry." Aww. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> she was a nice drunk. Yes, she was very polite. I could understand. Roughly about a third of what she was saying because she was slurring that bad. Oh, she was very polite. So, O'Brien at least provides some interesting non-answers to Winston. Um, like, he claims that he wrote part of uh, Goldstein's book and he gives he gives Winston the chance to ask some questions. Um, basically, like, was it, is Big Brother real? And he says, um, what was it? Your mind he, makes it real, Neo. Something like that. But it was like, not in the, is he real in the way that I'm real? He's like, you're not real, or something. Like, yeah, you're not, though. Uh, ow. Oh, God. Yeah, he, this is after he's, like, going on about how he's gonna be erased from history and stuff. Hmm. After they, yeah, like they're gonna brainwash him, shoot him in the head, and then erase him from history. You know, a happy-go-lucky movie. Yeah, the feel-good, um, feel-good hit in 1984. Uh, oh wait, uh, at some point we may shoot you. He's so desperate to see five fingers instead of four fingers. He's like, "How do I do it?" It's and, like I want to, but I can't. I'm a and, thought criminal. And Winston still can't claim that he likes Big Brother. He still hates Big Brother, so that's when he gets uh, dragged to Room 101. To the rat chamber. Uh, Room 101 101 is to be the greatest, most horrifying fear of whoever it is that is brought to Room 101. Right. And And, basically... in this case, they put a cage on his face with, with some starving rats mm-hmm. um, with only a couple of bars to keep them away from his face, and they're going to release the rats on his face. 
And that was um, a that was a torture method yeah. used back in I want to say during like the witch trials and during like you know, it was like a medieval torture method. Well, it's effective. Yeah, they just basically put a cage of rats up against like your sternum or whatever, mm-hmm. and it would it would be like locked around you, and then they'd put yep. like a fire at the end of the cage to yep. make the rats yep. you know, like try to escape the fire, and they're gonna get through no matter what they need to do. They're gonna chew their way through you. Yep. Yeah. And then finally, Game of Thrones did it. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's not nearly as hilarious as not the bees. No, the 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 bee bee helmet is just uh, not the bees. Not the bees. (laughs) Why is not the bees hilarious? But face-eating rats is like horrifying. There's no bees. It's the inclusion of Nicolas Cage primarily. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then he finally screams, "Do it to Julia!" And so he's. I guess they finally broke him and made him betray his love for Julia. So, yeah, he he betrayed her. And a little bit later on, we see her, and she's looking pretty ragged, too. So it's... I don't know if they... I can't remember if they straight up say They're it like or not. They're like in a bar. Yeah. I don't remember yeah, they, if they straight they, up say it or not, but she betrayed they him, They admit too. it. Right. Yeah. They both admit to telling on each other. Yeah. And they're both, like, unable to really like, love each other because it's just been burnt out of them. Right. And mm. that's that's the saddest part to me. That's that's what's truly horrifying about the and whole then thing. When it, oof, no identity. There's more news and it seems like Winston's emotionally invested in the uh, stupid war news, that fake war news. Mm-hmm. And uh, then he addresses the he looks at the camera and he says, uh, I love you. And, uh, the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I feel like the ending is kind of ambiguous, but it's uh, more explicit in the, in the book. Because it's like, is he, is he saying I love you to Julia after she leaves or in the, in the movie? Or is it he looking at the viewer because we're watching like big brothers watching and therefore saying it to big brother. But in the mm. book, it was the last line of the book is he loved big brother. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, it's really? like, that, that's how I, that's how it felt on my, on my end watching this, having not read the book, knowing like when he looked at the, at the viewer kind of thing, it's not so much a break in the fourth wall. It's a, we've been watching this whole thing through the vid screens as well. Mm. So it's I, him talking to big brother. I took it as the opposite because there was a conversation like they couldn't get down to the absolute core. And like he's still that that's that's really interesting though. Well, you thought he was that he was saying, saying it to Julia. Julia. Well, I mean the the movie does make it a bit ambiguous, but like I saw it yeah. like, the the way I read it was he was saying it to Big Brother. Wow. Mm. Oh, it's... Do you think leaving it ambiguous helps or hurts the movie? It helps. It helps, yes. It, help, it helps because it drives, obviously, like this. There's it's a sliver dri- of hope yeah, it, that his humanity wasn't taken yeah. from him. Yeah, Not a, only that, but obviously it drives, it drives conversation, too. Mm-hmm. And ambiguousness can definitely help movies like yeah. Blade Runner. The whole question of whether or not Deckard's a replicant. I know it's been answered right. in, in the intervening years, but at the very end of that movie, you truly don't know. And that's what kind of keeps it fresh in your mind. The rest of the movie... 
visually is stunning, but it's not my favorite movie. But right. like the but like that, the question at the end, is he or is he not a replicant? I don't know. It's up for interpretation. Yeah. Figure it out. Yeah. And I mean that just goes back to like movies like when we did the silent film month uh, in January, you know, like there was a few of them that the the cover the uh, the movie just dropped. Yeah, yep. Yep. And, very abrupt know, the, endings in the, in the silent film. Yeah, movie. but also that was due to the fact there's no internet, there's no radio, well, probably very light remnants of radio. But it, the the thing the the successful movie got people to get out and talk. Yeah, get right. people talking. And, talk, you talk to yeah. your neighbors, say it's like, so what do you think it was? Or yeah, I thought and it that's was this. Where, yeah, and that's where there was no such thing as home video or watching a movie again for decades after that. So with this, yeah, like if it's a, the more ambiguous, the well, lightly ambiguous, the better. Because you yeah. don't want to be so ambiguous that it muddles your yeah. message. That's why I stopped. That's just, mm-hmm. yeah, so if it's slightly ambiguous, the better it is, where it just gets curious. Like, okay, what did you think? And so, I think yeah. that that's what makes a successful movie. Yeah, I mean, there's, just... some, there's some ambiguity that'll really screw with you. <clears throat> yeah. Um, uh, and uh, you know, uh, any just about anything from David Lynch can be, uh, yeah. Although David Bob Lynch is do bristling some, somewhere. I say no. David Lynch did do some good stuff. Like uh, Twin Peaks is a beautifully stupid show, and it makes yeah. no kind of sense. But I like it. Yeah, it's wackadoodle, but oh, amazing. Yeah, yeah it's a good. It's a, I've never seen it, but I've heard great things. I haven't seen I haven't seen all of it. I've seen chunks. Like it starts off very soap opera y and then it takes a hard left turn. Oh yeah. Mm. Uh, you said there was uh, an article about why nineteen eighty four couldn't happen? Yes. Oh yeah, so nineteen eighty four, like the biggest thing it pointed to two big factors social media and the internet in general. Mm-hmm. So there there's ways you could kinda of poke holes in it, but basically you have the internet and you have the world is a lot closer now. So as things start to come up and also news gets out extremely fast. So like, unlike, you know, where we were, the let's go for 36 years. Uh, and, you know, in the 35 years since the events of this movie, really, because it's we're in, yeah, we're in May. So. The events of the book were April to June 1984, so we're right in the the thick of it, really. Mm -hmm. Um, So 36 years ago, yeah, like, if something was said in the White House or something was said in government, you didn't really know about it until maybe the next day or maybe on the weekend or when it was in a newspaper. There was also the possibility of it being a game of telephone for a while. Right, and it was a little bit murky or something, and things yeah. were verified. I mean, now, like, we have more control. I'm sorry, we have more access to knowledge that President Clinton did when he was in office in our pockets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pocket you know, knowledge. So, I mean, we have all this right here that if somebody suddenly changed something, you're like, wait a minute. Hold on, that's not right. Hey, guys, that's not right. And conspiracy theory, they've brought up the Mandela effect so that if they do change something, they can just say, well, it's always been the other way. It's always been Berenstain. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's true, too. Fucking flat earthers. Yeah. And one of the other... 
one of the other bits of, well, that's also the point, but one of the other bits of it was with the internet, how many times have people, like you've seen it in the news or you've seen it in pop culture news, somebody puts a tweet out and then many people screen grab it yes. and try to change it, oh, yeah. what they said, and then they say like, no, this is what they said already. So there, that's just really the gist of it. Yeah, so. sometimes in there are no consequences. Often there are, but sometimes yeah. there aren't. I, <clears throat> I just want to, yeah, I just want to point out the whole, you know, we have someone in office who likes to say something. Who absolutely one day, needs to have his Twitter account taken and then, away. Yeah, but he says something one day, and then two days later, when it's proven wrong... Or it goes against his current narrative. He says, I never said that. And you have a, a gaggle of people who believe it. Who believe mm -hmm. it. And then there's well, the other gaggle of people saying, like, but he said this, this, and this. And then he just kind of goes, nah, fingers and ears. Nah, nah, no, wrong. Uh-uh, yeah. no. I feel like... My, um, it's more of a plausible deniability thing. Like... Sometimes he doesn't just say, oh, I didn't say that. It's something like, oh, I was kidding, or I was sarcastic. No, he's right. flat out said on numerous occasions, I never uh, said that. I've never said right. that. I was just thinking of whatever the most recent one The is. most recent one is, is he was making a joke about disinfectant in the lungs. Like, no, that wasn't oh, yeah, a joke, you're just that. stupid. I was actually thinking more about the whole, um, he w always had the, um... <clears throat> the idea that the pandemic was a problem. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh -huh. Okay, sure. Right. That, and that he was always on this. And, that and that's the thing is 1984, in this world, like, the Big Brother Party is taking over everything. But you have so much resistance and so much knowledge out there right. that really nobody's going to... Nobody's gonna. Nobody's really gonna fully. You know, there'll be people who really fully want to believe it, because the person you're referring to, I've read in college. I read every book, everything on that guy, and I somewhat idol worship the dude Oof. for a brief period of time. I was a very different person when I was drinking. Well, um, we didn't know what he would be like as a political leader. Oh no, no, no. Well, I kind of. Well, that's another story, another day. But he is the master at selling an idea. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's a like, salesman, all right. He's a salesman, yeah. all right, but that's really as yeah. far as it goes. He's a salesman right. slash snake oil fucking salesman. Yeah. He's, like, he's, he's, he a, will, he's a con man. That's exactly it. He will sell, like, he can tell someone the sky is green, and then eventually, because he has says it with such confidence, everybody believes the sky <laughs> is green. Or they want to believe it because they don't want to like they don't want to get get out of the clout of this guy. But think how scary that is. Yeah. Think how frightening well, that actually well, think, is. Think of how many people yeah. actually listen to Alex Jones. That's exactly what he does. That's my. That's yeah. kind of my point, though. Um, right now in our society, we have the resistance going against that because we yeah. have you know people who who can see kind of through the bullshit mm -hmm. yeah but that doesn't mean that the people who can see through the bullshit are the people who are going to be the ones in power 25 yeah. years down the road yeah we have no idea right right and 
with the way certain things are going and the way certain things are playing out the possibility of a 1984 happening happening is real and it's it's scary now it's here's, scary it's scary yes. scary yes we do have the opportunity to stop it i'm not saying like, you don't you know, so yeah, the, oh, the, yeah. the 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 cheeto in chief and like alex jones and all those propagandists they are trying very desperately to set up a big brother state the yeah. problem is in the world of you know social media like we've been saying here that's really hard to do because you can't right. just gaslight somebody when there's proof that you've said something else two days ago exactly. until they start owning until they start changing everything yeah. and owning the platforms yeah oh that's yeah. my point well i mean that's that's why a lot of them are owned well doesn't China do that? Yeah, yes. Well, China tries, but there's they, also, because you have VPNs, a lot of people in China are getting around that. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I know, a lot I know of people more. are getting around that very easily. Yeah, I know. I know more about Alex Jones than I would like to. Um, yeah. Primarily because of another podcast I listen to, two guys who just absolutely rip him apart in every episode. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. Fun, sh- fun show. It's called Knowledge Fight. Check him out. Um, and just the the ridiculousness of things like within like the same paragraph alex jones will go from saying one thing to saying the complete polar opposite and yeah. it's a and it's no it's nothing weird for him it's like the whole thing it's just it's scary the the mindset that he's actually in you know well, he wants to eat his neighbor's ass <laughs> yeah yeah and he tried oh, he, he tried to spin that saying that it was it was uh jonathan swiftian type satire no, 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 that was you having like dangerous, like yeah. violent fantasies because this isn't the apocalypse you wanted. Yeah, this is like what's happening now with the pandemic. People need to kind of come together and be cool with each other. And he just wanted to go out and shoot liberals. So yeah. this isn't the apocalypse he wanted. So he's getting so real he mad wanted, about it. He wanted the purge. Yeah. 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 He loves the purge. I think he just wanted to eat ass. <laughs> I mean, he probably does too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hey, no king shaming. To each their own. Offer MTTM at AdamandEve.com. <laughs> <laughs> Not my thing, but hey, if it blows your hair back, you have fun with it. <laughs> Lubrication. We, we don't kink shame in this podcast. <laughs> we do not. But I laugh at asses, so. Yeah. <laughs> Butts are funny. In both kinds of asses. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So, what do you think the whole... Why did he keep... Why did Winston keep seeing Room 101 as, like, nature stuff? Like, or freedom or something? What was that all about? That I'm not sure. I'm not really sure, honestly. I think that was kind of a... I don't hmm. know. Like a like, like, did he not... Maybe he didn't know quite exactly what Room 101 was until he had he and Julia had been caught, and then he learned what the room was supposed to be. So before that, it was a... But then why would Room 101 mean anything before right. then? It's I just, I'm really not sure. O'Brien yeah. said everyone knows what Room 101 is. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, also, he's... I guess he he's also exactly convinced that him that 2 plus 2 is 5, too, so I think he's... 
unreliable. Yeah, that's that's not reliable there. I think what it means is that, you know, when when people go through trauma or they're experiencing a, a massive trauma itself, they either do one or two things. They clam up and shut out the entire the entirety of the world, or they look for that one glimmer of hope. They go to their happy and, place. And go and go to the happy place exactly like yeah. they're looking for that one glimmer of hope like where they they said okay we're gonna get caught you know that we can't keep doing this but I think he's sticking to that one glimmer of hope that he might get out because there was one of the lines where he says you know it's no one ever escapes here mm. maybe, actually you know? maybe he's got that maybe he's got the thought just in the back of his head that he's not even fully cognizant mm. of. That if he can think differently to the rest of the party, if he can not yeah. truly love Big Brother, then yeah. maybe Room 101 isn't what they say it is. Maybe there's right. room that it's no one comes back from Room 101 because maybe they've left. They get away, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I thought um, Room 101 was where they would execute him, but they have public executions, so that doesn't make sense. Yeah. But when you first see the chair, it does look like an electric chair because it's mm. got like a helmet thing on it. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was thinking, okay, does it symbolize freedom, like through death kind of thing? Mm. Like if I go get executed in Room 101, I'll be free? I don't know that that room just reminded me of uh, the Green Mile and the bad death of the guy with the the guy with the mouse. I can't remember okay. his name. Oh, Michael yeah. Crawley Duncan's character. No, 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 no. Uh, before he was executed, it was the little uh, scraggly, scrawny white guy who had the pet mouse. Oh, um, yep, yep, like, yep. I read, okay. I read the Green okay. Mile as I read the Green Mile as well, and like I cannot remember that character's name, but he had angered one of the guards at some point. So the guard yeah. purposely did not wet the sponge enough so that he would have a really bad, painful, like, uh, electrocution. Oh, wow. So, yeah, that, that chair kind of reminded me of, like, you know, I think they called it Old Sparky in the Green Mile. Hmm. Oh, well. Might have been. I'm not 100% sure. Mm. Good movie, though. Should yeah. we get into fantasy casting? All right, so we'll do that while yes. we take a quick break. Quick break, yep. Okay. Hey everybody, thanks so much for listening. Movie Theater Time Machine is a part of the 4041 Media Group with podcasts like Psych Your Crime and Free Your Geek, which you can check out at 4041media.com. That's all squished together in one word, and the numbers are written as numbers. Now it's time to tell us what you think. If you got an opinion or wanted to know what's coming up next, find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching for Movie Theater Time Machine. Now our podcast will always be free. Free? To subscribe and share. But if you'd like to help us build a bigger, better podcast, not to mention our confidence, you can find merchandise designed by me, Kaz, at Zazzle. Or check out the Kaz Foxen's Animal Shop at Zazzle for cute animal gifts and pet supplies. Thanks so much, and back to the show. Okay, um, anyone have any fantasy casting? I Cause... do, kind of. Because I feel like the characters are pretty good. You know, the, char- like, the characters are great. John, John, Hurt. Hurt, John Hurt's amazing. Yes. Yeah. For the life of me, I he cannot totally remember. He totally looks like Winston. Oh, like, yeah. Mm, whatever Winston looks like. I don't know. But he just he just fits. Yeah. Yep. I and cannot, Julia fits. Yeah, I cannot remember the, the actress's name, and I feel terrible for that. But, yeah, she was perfect as as Julia. And, like, all the characters work for me. 
the little bit of fantasy casting I have, I actually wrote it down a little while ago and showed it to Joss, and she gave mm-hmm. me the most, like, her eyes rolled so hard they nearly fell out. We were talking earlier Uh-oh. about, like, why there isn't, a, like, a resistance or, like, the... Susanna the, the, Hamilton. No, no, no. That was Julia. Susanna Hamilton, yes. Okay. My idea for, uh, for like, there being an actual resistance and why you don't hear about it, it's led by Existo. <laughs> and, Holy fuck. Oh, my God. And that's why you don't hear about it, because it's wildly ineffective. Oh, Lord. Changes the movie a bit, doesn't it? (laughs) I literally rolled my eyes so hard. Like, she rolled them so hard I could hear it. (laughs) So who would Existo replace, or would he just be a new character? He would be a new character. It'd be a different plot point put into the movie. It'd be a very different movie at that point. Yeah. Or maybe maybe if it's like, you know, why isn't there a resistance? Like, because the guy who runs it's an idiot. (laughs) Uh, uh, just Jim Varney introduced it now the man who's got his finger on the peyote button <laughs> uh, oh god that wow I didn't have any did you, did you roll your eyes so so bad, far back that they sounded like a pair of d20 yes <laughs> kind of like, oh, like okay. this so I'm going to roll to see if that works Oh, Jesus. Oh, yeah, That's did. a 29. No, sorry. 30. I think. Numbers That's are That's a 30. That's a 30. Woo! Oh, wow. So, does Winston yeah. get introduced to Existo? Uh, yes, and I think he would just kind of walk away from him like, man, this... I don't I don't like this guy at all. I'm leaving. Does he still get tortured into loving Big Brother? Yeah, probably. Because Existo running, running a resistance, it, it would not... It would not work out in the face of the, like, the efficiency that Big Brother has. It would just be destroyed. Does everybody have... turn into pigs? <laughs> oh, yeah, that was weird. He'd yeah. have the, gi- the, the giant nipple hat. Like, I find the resistance, brother. Yeah, ooh. Would magically turn Big Brother into a pig. Yeah. And then it turns into Animal Farm. Mm. Yeah. Or Animal Farm ah, ah, turns ah, ah, into 1984. God. Oh, Ernest, my God. Ernest goes to Four Animal legs, Farm. Good. Two legs bad. Yeah, it just it circles right back into Animal Farm and we're stuck Dear in a time God. loop. It oh, wow. It fucking fits. It fits. <laughs> right. I don't like that it fits. Oh, my yeah. God. So... Existo would be Emmanuel Goldstein? Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking And then he's screaming at his face every day. Oh, yeah. that's perfect. That's kind, of, that's kind of what I did uh, leading up Fucking to the... Fucking A was... Yeah, fucking Fuckin a good choice of words. Oh. Yeah. So, <laughs> I oh completely forgot about that. <laughs> so, instead of Winston finding um, the secret book glued together in the dictionary, what would he find from Existo? Tomato soup. Uh, tomato soup or... That fucking soup that he had to drown himself in. He tried to drown himself in alphabet soup. No, he finds the vagina costume. (laughs) (laughs) No, he finds the dick pogo stick. The The pogo dick. dick. So he doesn't have a manifest... No manifesto, just... Dick Pogo stick. It's a Dick or Pogo is there stick. A manifesto and, inside yeah, it. It's a Dick Pogo stick that O'Brien arrests him because, like, oh come on, man, that's just stupid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But does that mean O'Brien made up Existo? 
or was one of the people instrumental in doing so. Uh, O'Brien oh. is Existo. What if he finds the pogo dick and he just turns himself in? <laughs> <laughs> I've had enough of this. It's like, I'm a thought criminal. <laughs> Just I saw this thing and my brain went sideways. Arrest me. <laughs> yeah, he just sees it and then immediately he's on the giant screens. Yeah. I am a thought criminal. I've seen this. I did it. I'm going to shoot myself. Now I'm thinking Give me of that gun. I'll do it for you. Winston, instead of uh, screwing around with Julia, the, he just kind of rides that pogo stick with her. <laughs> Let's have a pogo party. <laughs> What if it would have the music from like Randy Marsh when he had the giant balls in South Park? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I would call this movie 1980. <laughs> oh man, you know what? That's way better than what I had because I was along the same lines. Um, can can I try for it anyway? Sure. Well, I, I, not to change anything, but I just had the idea that O'Brien was like this kind of a weird explanation for this, but O'Brien is Mr. Drysdale from the Beverly Hillbillies. What? The guy who ran the bank because he looks just like the actor who ran the who ran the bank for the Beverly Hillbillies show. Okay. And after he, he found out that the hillbillies got all the money and the fact that a bunch of, like, backwoods people got the whole bunch of money, he started expanding and expanding and expanding a little more. And eventually in 1984, he becomes the leader of the bank that can see everything because he made a whole bunch of investments. So he's Big Brother? He, yeah. yeah Drysdale is, is a power-hungry Big Brother. All right. Let's see. Oof. No. That's a nine. No. Okay. Yeah. I, I just want. I'm glad because your existing one was way better than that. So I, say, I, yeah, I, I just. just want I just to want to inject Goofy into this movie because it just feels. I don't know. I just. I feel sad. Yeah. I I really liked the airstrip one high thing. Yeah, <laughs> airstrip high. That would be great. Oh, airstrip high. Oh my god. So the principal would be Big Brother. Yes. So it's Mister Building. And the parents. It's Mr. Belding, but you never actually see him. All you hear is the announcements. Oh, God. So, the principal from Doug? Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, funny thing about about the show Doug that I never realized. You know Doug's what? neighbor, Mr. Dink? Yeah. yeah. Do you know what that's a reference to? No. Dual income, no kids? Dual income, no kids. Nice. They didn't have they didn't have any children, and he's constantly buying expensive things. It's very expensive. <laughs> they, are, they, are, they are the dinks. I didn't. Yeah, it's one of those like I had that realization. I had that realization like months ago. Just like, huh? I was today years old when I realized what Mister Dink, <laughs> Dink's name actually meant. Wow. Yeah, see, I was also far too old when I realized that uh, Eminem has his name because his initials for Marshall Mathers are M and M. It never actually you just clicked said I with like me. Candy. Yeah, it just never wow. clicked with me that that's why he calls himself Eminem. Huh. Wow. Mm-hmm. I oh, I did have a zany idea. Okay. 
what if you replaced Winston with Winston from Ghostbusters, and now there's freaking ghosts of history that are <laughs> fighting against the There's ghosts of history, changes. and he's just like, and every man is just like, man, I'm just dealing with this so shit. So he's the only black character in, in this movie? In the entirety of Airstrip 1. I guess one. so. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, that's a uh, 16. Nah, sad, unfortunately. I wanted to see him, like, instead of working at the newspaper, he would bust ghosts that would try to tell the truth about the past. The truth ghosts. The fucking truth ghosts. <laughs> yeah, I'd watch it. I love it. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Wow. That's all I got. Wow. Woo! Oh, so, wow. 1980 or 19 XO. <laughs> right, so, uh, before we move on to anything else, um, I want to mention uh, that this, this movie is real sad it's a crap sack world there's it's it's not a fixer upper world like it's not gonna get better a however, warning yeah however there is something out there that is kind of based on 1984 that is gloriously dumb and funny and just kind of a a, a real riot to play it's a tabletop game called paranoia Paranoia has been around since, I want to say, the late 80s, and it's basically the Big Brother sort of archetype. Like, you are a society of people who live in an underground kind of uh, capsule city, like a vault sort of thing. And mm. as far as you know, Friend Computer, who runs everything is keeping you safe. For generations, Friend Computer has kept you safe, has kept the outside world at bay. It kept you safe from the communists and the mutants and the and the conspiracy theorists. Except Friend Computer is batshit insane. And Aww. everybody is a communist, mutant, traitor, horrible la- I'm I'm not giving this the proper it's proper due if you get a chance to look it up it's a tabletop role-playing game called paranoia the newest one out i think it's called paranoia xp and i believe there's a uh xcom-esque mm. type game uh coming out on steam if it's not out already it's coming out soon it's just called paranoia it is basically the funny zany stupid version of 1984 and <laughs> After something like this, you need something goofy. You need something not sad. Like after the after we watch this, Josh and I are like just like I need to watch kitten videos. Like yeah. I, just, I need to cheer myself up. This is bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it was yeah. a good yeah. it was a good movie and it was effective in getting its point across. But it's like the point was sad. Yeah. Yeah, it's too much it's of a classic too. to have left off this list. Yes. Oh, yes. true. Although I, I did consider it, but I, I just could, I could feel right. Extremely good. I think Extremely next week's good. will be yeah. less depressing, I hope. Okay. Yeah. What is the next one? Uh, Westworld. Oh, okay. yes! Yeah, this one I'm excited about. Yeah, I, I assume I, it's what the TV show's based on initially? Yes. Cool. Cool. Yeah, I'm not nice. familiar with it, but... Um, I lots... Yeah, robots. 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 Western. <laughs> With robots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Remember, that's mttm at adamandeve.com. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can probably get one of those, too. Yeah, probably. A robot. A robot. 
And you can get various oh. Bluetooth toys. Think about it. Oh my. Yeah. yeah. What a time to be alive. Seriously. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute, there's an app for this? Oh wow. Okay. What do you want me to say? Yeah, they're just pointing to you like, this is it, right? Yes, yeah, Westworld. Yeah, Westworld yes, yes. 1973. Okay. Just look at it up cool. to make sure we had that one, so. Sure. Yeah, this one looks really super intriguing because we've been watching a lot of westerns. Mm. Okay. Yeah. We've been watching The Rifleman a lot, so it's really good. I've been really intrigued with westerns in general, so. Well, now we will have yeah, a western with robots. This so. one, I'm excited. Okay, I'm really excited about this. All right. Yeah. A, a western with robots. You had my my attention, but now you have my interest. Yeah, ah. I'm I'm totally totally in for this. Okay, nice. so do you, any final thoughts? Uh, I think really just the way we are in this world right now. I'd say really like everything you see. I think 1984 is a good warning. Whatever you see, you can't really just take blindly and say, oh, okay, that's it. Like, you know, do your own due diligence. Don't just watch one thing. Question Or everything. this thing and mm-hmm. question it. It is so, so healthy to question everything. How about mm-hmm. screenshot tweets? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yes. Yeah. Because yeah. it's, it's so easy to, uh, to Photoshop yeah. things these days. So, like, do yeah. research. Check Snopes. If you don't check Snopes, yeah. check, you know, check multiple sources to see if they match up. Because yes. just believing yeah. what your aunt says on Facebook is what leads to trouble. Yeah, there's a really, really it leads great... leads to chocolate shortages. Yeah, yes. there's a really... Yes, true. There's a really great... Um, I, I'd rather like, like to leave with this, but there's a really great uh, account on Instagram called Not So Fast Campaign. And uh, it's a woman and her business partner, Lindsay DeFranco who run it and they t- they teach kids in school to basically like what you see in the news is the news, but to check multiple resources and how to consume media where everybody has an opinion and, and, not, and everyone's t- got an agenda. Yeah. And also to not blindly like look at a headline and just blindly share an article. Yeah, and I, I'd say that if you made it this far, I mean, thank you for, of course, but really you should look at that because that account has so much good information and a really, really, really good resource about when you question it and go, eh, is that it? You know, and it gives you a good, like, a good process to go through things and go, hey, okay, maybe I should do it, and I think they are just they're they're doing a super job. Not a not a uh, sponsor, but just a, just a, a good thing. But in general, all right. So yeah, I, I mean, guess I should run. Yeah, it's always good to keep to basically keep an open mind about things. And if something seems off, or even if it just seems like it's too close to what you think, because confirmation yeah. bias is totally a thing. Do your right. do your due diligence. Do your research and make sure. And good lord, yes. people. Keep learning. Yes. Absolutely. There's you don't have to stop learning just because you're out of school. Keep, keep try to it. learn something new every day. Even yeah. if it's just a definition of a word that you don't know. Just try to learn yeah. something. Or or even if it's just like realizing that otters are bigger than you think they are. Yes. Just something. Learn. Anything. Just learn. Always just keep, keep an learning. open mind. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, very, very good advice. Very good Cody, advice. Do you want to take us out? All right. So, thanks so much for joining us for this episode. We'll see you again next week. And uh, remember, we have uh, patreon.podbean.com slash MT Time Machine. Uh, you can see that there for any donations and everything else. So thank you so much. Have a great day. Be good. Take care of yourself. Don't be too good.